the volume. Oral Sessions is brought to you by FanDuel. It's never been easier to play fantasy on FanDuel. Whether you love basketball, golf, soccer, or any other fantasy sport, there's a contest for every fan. FanDuel, more ways to win. Are we recording? Are we doing this? Yeah, oh my God, you guys, welcome to Oral Sessions. Um, I'm, I'm, I literally am like knuckle deep in my eyeball right now trying to scratch it. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, it was. I was getting really in there. All of a sudden, it just got very, very itchy. Um, this is a special episode because Emilio and I are in the same room, and this is not a wrestling episode. Whew. I was shaking my head no, but they can't see us because we're not filming this. No, true. Which, thank God, because I'm just not in the mood to be filmed right now. I'm like in... Fuck. Here's what I love. I love that the fashion right now for women is bike shorts and large t-shirts because that's what I need right now. Give me that. I have a post-pregnancy body... Um, so it accommodates those things that nobody would know because it's just all cinched away within these shorts. Yeah, but you're also doing 75,000 steps a day. Okay, I'm not doing 75,000. I'm doing 10,000. Uh, I'm trying to. So that, okay, so this is like a thing that apparently doing 10,000 10, to 12,000 steps a day is supposed to be what the goal is. I don't know if it's for like all people, but I don't think that's like for like overachieving. I think so long as like, like I have an Apple Watch. Uh, which I love, but the thing that's funny about it is it like will beep at me to be like, get up, get all, it'll say like, go walk around for like five minutes or take a deep breath. It like, it reminds you of like all this like health and wellness bullshit, which is great, but it drove me crazy when I was pregnant because I couldn't just change the setting to be like, Hey, I'm fucking pregnant. Cause it just kept poking and prodding me to like, go do more shit. I'm like, I'm working out still. Like, give me a break. Shit. But anyway, so now I'm back to the 10,000 steps a day, which we're in Chicago right now, which is making that much, much easier to get done because you just walk around the neighborhood. I strap the kid to my chest or in her stroller and we just bop around town. I saw you doing it. Yeah. It's you look great. like you fit in here. You belong here. You're a city gal. I am a city gal. I love the city lifestyle. It is for me. I am born and bred to enjoy city lifestyle because I want to walk everywhere. I want to just, I like to peruse. I like to cruise without no final destination. Same. I just want to walk and meander, maybe pop in a store, buy some random shit that I certainly don't need, which I did today. I bought a pair of earrings with like a woman's face in them, but I almost bought a pair that were just like tits. There were earrings that were just like shaped like boobs. So why didn't you get the titty earrings? I might go back and get them because they're just across the street and I feel like I need them. You do. Titties need to be commemorated on my ear holes. You're talking to a man that's wearing a pearl necklace right now. See, so you get it. You understand. Absolutely. Without the connotation of what a pearl necklace actually, like what what that means. Oh yeah, not the dirty kind. (laughs) Not the dirty kind. Why are we wearing a pearl necklace? Where did this come from? I was bored one night and you know me, I don't sleep. Yeah, you don't sleep. You're a vampiro. Literally. And I was like, you know what? Uh, I'm looking through Instagram and I seen a picture of ASAP Rocky wearing a pearl necklace. Mm -hmm. And then I seen Harry Styles. Oh, if Harry Styles was doing it, I mean, like, listen, ASAP Rocky, great dude. I'm sure he's lovely. Oh, the the baby. Are you okay, honey? (laughs) Oh, um, but Harry Styles is my fashion icon. I love me some Harry Styles. So do I. So I was like, you know what? If those two stylish dudes can do it, so can I. He is a babe of a man. He is so handsome. What do you think about his relationship with um, Olivia? What the fuck is her name? Olivia, Olivia. Wild. Olivia Wild. Jesus. Yes. Olivia Wild. Give me more of this. I need more like, do, what do we think about this relationship with like an older woman? Have you ever dated an older woman? Yeah. You must have. Yeah. When I was 21, I dated a 38 year old. Whoa. What yeah. was that like? It was different. She was trying to like kind of changed me after like four months well, of us sure. just like canoodling. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, well, why Love don't a good you- canoodle. I saw I'm a big fan of just big like, you know, canoodle. non-commitment canoodles. Uh-huh. Huge fan. That's love why I'm on Tinder canoodle. and Bumble so much. Well, I mean, I shouldn't say that. I I mean, I love a, I like a, I like a committed canoodle. As you should. You, you, <laughs> you, you look like a committed canoodle type yeah, of chick. Yeah, that's my deal. I you love know? it. Like I had two bad breakups and I was like, I just want mm. casual canoodles. But now you have a little touch of baby fever being around my baby and that might be changing the game for you. I kind of want to fight you because of that now. And I'm thinking to myself, hey, you know what? A little chicken of my own wouldn't be so bad. Uh, who doesn't want a little chicken? My sweet little babe. Oh, as she's crying in the background. You okay, baby? Oh. You know, because I'm looking at the babe and she's like so adorable. And then I'm like, I walk in and 
baby daddy's feeding her and watching Japanese wrestling. And I was like, <laughs> it's I, a nice life. I kind of envisioned this could be my life. Yeah. And then him and I are talking about Japanese wrestling, deathmatch wrestling from freedom. And I was like, I could do this. The thing is, I think when you don't have a baby and you're like, holy shit, am I going to have a kid? Is that the lifestyle for me that when you try to wrap your head around that, it's certainly overwhelming because your life does drastically change. Right. But the funny part is when I was dating the older woman, I was the same age as one of her daughters. Oh, shit. Yeah. So when I would like come and go, sometimes the daughter would be there. Was a daughter hot? Very. Oh, God, that's problematic. It was very problematic because I would I would try not to flirt. You can't. But you can't because both of them were exceptionally good looking women. And it's like, damn. And this and this lady was like, like kind of like that housewife of New York City mm-hmm. look. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. She like had a Bethany like, Frankel. Yeah. She had like the, what is it called? The balayage hair. Oh, balayage. Yeah, she had a balayage hairstyle. And, you know, she was just, everything was like French tip manicure. Oh, yeah. She was good to go. That yeah. doesn't seem like that would be your type. That seems like a little like I you are I think that you can like lean toward bougie, but not like stuffy bougie. No, I don't like really bougie women, but I thought at that point, because since I was so young, how I old thought, were you again? Twenty one? Yeah, I was twenty one. Yeah, you're a baby. So I thought, you know what, why not? I I, I saw the Porsche truck, you know, the divorcee. Mm. So I was like, why don't she wants to sow her oats with this like a wild guy? Sure. Like, not to toot my own. How horn. long was your hair at this point? It was it, I had long hair twice. Okay. So the, the first time I had it, it was down to here, and now it's not the majestic mane that you see before you. Oh, I mean, the hair right now is really something fucking to behold. <laughs> It's you let it down and there's like dreams and magic and sparkles in there. Like it's something. I knew the hair was over when your husband was like, God damn kid. Oh yeah. That's a fucking head of hair. He appreciates a good head of hair. That guy. He does. (laughs) Yeah, I know. So, you know, we, we hung out, we went on dates. It lasted, you know, a couple of months. Was she like the older woman that really sexually showed you the ropes? Yes. Okay, good. So did the women... After her, thank her of like, who taught you these things? Who took- well, I don't like to kiss and tell about my like canoodles with other women, <laughs> but no, not with you. I'll tell you, I'll tell you everything, but I'm not telling my partner when I'm laying in bed. Like, where did oh, you learn that move? Of course, of course. No, 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 you can't. You're, I'm an open book with you. I'll tell yeah, you whatever. Yeah, thank God. But like when it comes to them, no, I can't show them how I did like the move or where I learned the move. No, it would have to be like, it takes a very confident woman to be like, whoever taught you that, like kudos, high five, tell her I said thanks. I did get a wow. I didn't see that coming once. Oh, wow. That's so a I good one. I high fived her and I said, thank you. Yeah, that's a good one. It. That is a good one. So I was like, okay. Um, and then she was just like, you know, why don't you get a better job? Why are you DJing? What are you doing with oh, this? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, she oh, I'm 21. Yeah, what do you want from me? I'm like a baby. I was a teenager a day ago. And then for my prom, when I was 18, I took a 24-year-old. Oh, wow. Yeah. What was the talk of your high school? They were like, yo, you pulled that? At 24? Where did you even meet a 24-year-old? Work. Damn. And this is when I had like the tape up. So I was very, very Staten Island, very Pauly D hair with oh, the blowouts. Geez. I got to find photos to send you. But Please it was, do. Everybody had blowouts in Staten Island. Everything was a tapered fade. It was a one skin with a- with You a would like blow dry your hair? Yeah. Oh my God. And then you would like put the product in it and then like get it spiky. Oh, it was a whole fucking brother. Thing. Thank God that's not a thing anymore. At least not in your life. And it shouldn't be in anybody else's life to be completely honest. I did it senior year of high school and then that was it. Yeah, we don't need it. It's too much effort. I crushed hard on the 24-year-old when I was 18. And how long were you guys together? Like uh, four months. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, you had to, yeah, you said you got to dabble. You got to dabble. You got to figure it out. So wait, but those weren't the two times you were in like good relationships. It broke your heart. No, 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 no. These were just quick little how you doing. The older women treated me better than the girls my own age. Of course, because they knew. Yeah. So it's kind of like, damn. So then when I, when I fell and fell hard. I was like, oh man. It bit you. Like, yeah. Oh, it bit me hardcore. And I was like, this is love? No, this sucks. Oh, I don't want this. Yeah. yeah. Going back to casual canoodles. When John and I first started dating, I was um, very annoyed to find out that he is in fact three months younger than me. Oof, a whole three. So not, not that that actually matters, but like, because when him and I first started dating or when I first met him, I was like, what is this guy like 40 fucking five? What is this guy's deal? <laughs> And then when he was like, no, my birthday is December 7th and I'm September 19th. And I was like, what? I'm actually older than you are. I thought I thought I was dating an older man. 
when we got together and I was like, damn, you've been road hard and put away what, darling? Wow. Hell yeah. yeah. I know, but he's so handsome and so delicious. He is. He's very handsome, very delicious, but brother has some miles on him. Yeah, he does. Which I like. I like that. I'm older than him. Yeah. Like really older than him. Not by much. What? Maybe a couple. Just a couple years. A couple years. How old are you? to be 39. Yeah, he's 36. Well, we'll we'll both be 36 this year. So only three years. It's not a big deal. Right. But I look like I'm 25. Yeah, you look, you look young. He, and he's like, not that he looks old, but he just, I think what it is, is it's his voice. His voice is so raspy and just like the way he kind of carries himself, you wouldn't expect him. And I mean, shit, when we first started dating, we were both 28. You babes. I think. You babes. Yeah, I think we were 27 or 28. I think 28. Um, so yeah, damn, we've been through it. A committed canoodle is what we have. I mean, that's a beautiful thing though. It oh, it's it's exceptional. Which is oh my why God, I love it. I've been practicing abstinence. What? Oh yeah. For how long? It's been a couple of months now. What? Yeah, you know, it, it it blew the good brothers' minds when when I told them on Talk and Chop. Wow. Okay. So wait, does that mean like from all things? Oh yeah. Everything. What? I'm not pissing at kids either. What? No. How? Self-control. Why? I I thought to myself. Life is short. Don't you want these little fucking pleasures? I mean, listen, I've used my body as its own amusement park for years. I could take a little (laughs) break. That's insane to me. So are you on like that like sting level of just wanting to like master the- um, The art of tantric sex? Yes. No, I actually just want to find something meaningful because I'm tired of just like- That's a lot of fucking pressure, dude. To like find the thing that you now deem meaningful after like being abstinent. Abstinent? Abstinent. Abstinent. Jesus. Welcome to the world, Renee. Um, that's, That's a lot of pressure. It is a lot of pressure, I wish you well. but also at the same time, too, when you're internally screaming when the person next to you fell asleep after <laughs> you, you met her on social media <laughs> and you just want to leave. Love a good internal scream. I'm like, I got to get out of here. Yeah. And I felt closed in like, you know, even and, and honestly, it's always a conversation of what do you do? And I want to I don't want to explain what do I do? Okay. Where did you grow up? I don't want to explain these things. Maybe it's because I'm you're guarded over and closed all. off. Yeah, right? you're I'm over kind of, all of it now. You don't want the, You don't even want to chat. No, I don't want to do the job interview thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I don't want. I don't know how people do it. Honestly, when I see people that are like dating and like going out on dates and being on like online dating and all that, like, holy fuck, how exhausting. I have a great relationship with John, but it's so nice to just like be at that point in a relationship with someone where like everything's good and cool. Like there's nothing that either one of us could like really say or do that would make the other person be like, what the fuck? Like it just is what it is. And like that comfortable level I couldn't imagine not having that. I don't have right it. Now. I had it once and then I, I had a manufactured version of it the other time. Because oh. I've only been in two committed relationships. Yeah. And for right. how long? Um, my first one happened at 26 and it was done by about 29. Okay. And then the second one was right at the start of my run with WWE. Okay. And then at the end she was gone. Dang. Well, I don't, it was a mixture of she couldn't understand the world. She didn't Mm. understand what it was. Yeah. So it's like when you're trying to make a town or you're just going to go home and you're on a a flight or whatever, Mm -hmm. or you see like, you know, pretty women on total divas because that's what they assume WWE is at the time. It's total divas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, no, that's not the case. It all seems much cooler and much more glamorous than it really is that you assume that's like, oh my God, everyone must be partying all the time and everyone's banging each other and like, sure, that shit can happen. But far and few between. Like, it's so like, no one gives a shit. It's all so like, also, especially in WWE, it's like everyone's like married to each other and like, it's pretty... I don't want to, when I say the word lame, I don't mean like lame, lame, but it's just like, everyone's just pretty tame. Right. It's, it's really like scaled back to like what you think about those like heyday stories about like everyone. It's like a, some kind of like college party or something. It's not that. And I told her that and I reassured her. I was like, listen, I we don't know until you're there yeah. and I get it. Like I do understand feeling like that, like that FOMO shit of like, fuck, you're like out and you're in a new city and you're hanging out with all these people that are on TV all the time. And it just, it seems like, it seems very glamorous and cool. But then when you're actually in it, everyone's just like beat down and tired and wants to go to bed. It was so funny because when I, me and you posted a photo once in our fancy duds oh, and yeah. catering. And she was like, who's Renee? 
Well, I was like, sister, let me tell you something. I was like, <laughs> you got the wrong impression going on 1000%. Sorry. Sorry, girlfriend. And uh, look at this. This friendship lasted. Look at that. Here we freaking are. We're just sitting here on the floor of the Chicago Airbnb. There's a child gazing into my eyes as we chug back some. Well, I have an iced coffee. You have an iced tea. And I am eating perhaps the best sugar cookie of my motherfucking life. Which is why you have to get in your 20,000 steps. 10,000. Calm down. It was 20,000. That's too much. And I would be, yeah, that would be dying. You um, have calves of steel. I already have calves of you steel. Do. That's you one do. thing you I do have. I don't. Is I don't I've got a good, them. how? You live in New York. How do you not have a good and calf? And I work them out too. Yeah, yeah. How do you not have a good calf? I just, I think it's genetics. Oh, uh, you know what? I think that is true because I feel like my legs have always been very muscular. Just is what it is. Does Carol have good calves? Yeah. I think she does. Of course she does. One of them, definitely. The other one is not. Oh, so she has <laughs> one like one good one. It's kind of like when no, guys have I, balls, like one ball <laughs> is lower than the other ball. No, it's because so she actually shattered her ankle at least 10 something years ago. So she's had like multiple ankle surgeries and now like an ankle replacement. So that one leg is slightly more, um, fuck, what's the word? Shorter? No, it's not that it's shorter. It's uh, the muscles just not atrophied. It atrophied. That's the word. It's slightly more atrophied. Yes. Thank God your vocabulary is better than mine. So she has but, like a bionic ankle. Yeah. It doesn't move. It like doesn't, she can't like. It's fused together. Yeah. Oh yeah. I know. Poor Carol. Uh, but no, my mom's got a good, she's got, she's a cute little package, Carol. She's adorable. Yeah. She's a cute little package. She really is. She's someone who needs to get out into the dating world. Why don't we set her up on Tinder? Uh, so we did. When she first moved to Las Vegas, John set her up on Tinder. And she was like, what? She was not down for it. So my mom used to date all the time, but she's not dated anyone. I couldn't even tell you the last time. Like it's been years and years and years that like, yeah, I'm like, mom, get out there. Like she's 67, does not look 67. Like she's like, has so much energy. She looks like she's probably like in her fifties. She looks great. Does she do it on the down low? I don't know. Maybe she's got to get it in. Like, I think, I think my mom has like a bit of like a freak flag that she could wave that she would be like down to clown. She's got to have a friend with Benny's. So she has told me before that she's got like a couple like interests of perhaps, but, um, there's gotta be a nice gentleman in Toronto, maybe named Jim. Maybe she used to be married to a man named Jim. So that one might. Okay. So maybe that's yeah. traumatizing, but yeah, maybe but a guy named Cliff. Sure. Oh my God. Who doesn't love a Cliff? You know, Cliff from Canada. Hit it, Cliff. Yes. Right. Like Hit take it. it to dinner and then yeah, you yeah. can hang out and canoodle. Yeah. Canadian Cliff. Yeah. Good old Cliff. Anyways, I think that you should get out there, um, but we'll see. I keep trying. I don't know how my mom got brought into. Oh, cause we were talking about legs and walks, but uh, yeah, getting in those steps, burning those calories. That's um, the life that I'm living right now because I'm trying to get back to regular me from pre-baby. But what is regular you, though? Everything's just, like, softer right now. Size-wise, it's not that different. Like, all my clothes pretty much fit, but it's softer. Everything is softer. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah. It's, not like I said, it's not I'm, permanent. I'm in a, a committed canoodle. John's very – I'm like, check this out. Look at this. Touch this. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, it's hilarious. And he's right there for the party. Oh, he loves it. He's like, what is this? What's happening? He wants to know all about the bod. Yeah, he wants to know all about it. Yeah, it's funny. Ever since like having the baby, because I'll be like, I'm like fat and soft. He's like, no, like you were fat for a bit, but now you're not. And it's he's like, I was kind of getting used to you, like just being fat. I'm like, thank you for that. But that's back, his kink. bitches. Yeah, right? That's his kink. <laughs> well, I feel like for a dude, that's got to be kind of exciting when your wife gets pregnant. And I always hear about like, Dudes become like really attracted to their wives when they're pregnant, but it's almost like you get a new body to check out. Like everything's a little bit different. It's like a whole new person. And like my hair is longer now. I'm like a new person. You are. No I know. More Bob. No more fucking Bob. I, I like the, the motif, what you got going yeah, on. Yeah, right I like now. it too. The Bob had its run and I loved the Bob and it served me well for a very long time. But it's time to move on because I figured having a kid, I need to be able to put it up. I don't understand why women cut their hair off when they have a baby. That's more work. It's way more work having short hair. You have to do it properly every day. If you don't, then you look, it's not cute. I mean, I used to hook up with a girl that had a shaved head. I thought that was hot. Oh, I love a shaved head. A shaved head's great. A bob's just a lot of work. So if you don't do it, it like just doesn't look cute. So you have to like actually style it. If I could pull off a shaved head, I would do it. 
I got to find pictures of us together because we would, she would post them on our Instagram page and I had the long hair and she had it's the, best. the Amber Rose. When I see a good shaved head, like I'm envious of that chick. I think, I think it's so fucking cool. You want to try it? No, I, I don't have like an angular enough face to do it or like a pixie enough face to do it. Like, I think that confidence wise, I could maybe pull it off. But I think, um, no, in real life, it, it just wouldn't be the look that I, I think I would look like Eileen Warnos and it would not be cute. <laughs> <laughs> like it would just like, it, it wouldn't work out the way that I would think. Or when you cut off your hair, you end up having to actually wear more makeup so that you, you have to balance it. But I love a red lip, so I don't mind that. I love to slap on a red a lip. A good red lip? Love a red with lip. With maybe a, just a slight lash? Yes, that's Come it. Come on. That's, that's what the you look. need. That's the fucking look. On, that bro. is the look. The NFL is back and FanDuel Sportsbook wants you to get the most out of every play. That's why they're giving everyone a $10 risk-free bet every week. All you have to do is bet a same game parlay bet with three legs or more. And if your bet doesn't win, FanDuel will pay you back up to $10. Look, some of the reasons that I love betting on all all the NFL action with FanDuel Sportsbook is the fact that you get such fast payouts. In about 24 hours, you get that money. It's so easy to use. The fact that I can do it means that you can do it. I can personally guarantee you that. It's safe and secure, and it's America's number one sportsbook. There's no feeling like nailing a same-game parlay bet. So lock in your bet today on FanDuel Sportsbook and get up to 10 bucks back if your bet doesn't win. New to FanDuel Sportsbook, they also are offering a risk-free $1,000 bet if you prefer that. Just sign up with promo code R-E-N-E-E. That's Renee. And if your first bet loses, you get up to $1,000 back in site credit. That's promo code Renee, R-E-N-E-E. Disclaimer, 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG for Colorado, New Jersey, and Virginia. 1-800-9-WITH-IT for Indiana, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789 for Tennessee. Visit www.1800gambler.net for West Virginia or call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 53342 in Arizona. Um, okay, so before we got on here to do this podcast of uh, a non-wrestling episode of Oral Sessions, which is a breath of fresh air. I love wrestling. Obviously, it's like the, the basis of what this podcast essentially is. But that was never the main base of it. We were always supposed to like branch out and have on other people. We've had on actors and uh, musicians and, you know, athletes from other sports and all that. But we've been very wrestling heavy, which makes sense. because There's been so much going on in the world of wrestling that like we have to capitalize on that stuff. And I love being able to have on friends to give them a platform to be able to talk and have a conversation. I love that. I, I love being able to do that. But I'm feeling a little burnt out on it right now. And I can feel it. I can feel it when I listen back to the shows that I feel like I'm kind of going through the motions a little bit. So this is a nice little palate cleanser. After Phil. Yeah. Because that's how he introduced himself. Yeah. So he was like, hi, I'm Phil. Well, it'd be weird if he said, hi, I'm CM Punk. Well, was- sometimes they just say, hi, I'm Punk. Hi, like whatever. Like, you know, like. Yeah. I, I, I mean, don't know what to call John when I'm here. It's like, do I call him John? Do I call him Mox? Do I call him Dino? Like, what do we call him? <laughs> you know, do I pull Rick, a flare? Rick will call him Dean. Yeah. There's still lots of people that will call him that to me. But that's the funny thing with wrestling is you kind of always call someone the name in which you met them as. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. like even like, like with Brody. I didn't know that like everyone just called him that, but like so many people would call him Luke. I could never call him like that. so many people would, but like, I didn't know him as Brody Lee, but I, I call him Brody. Yeah. He was Brody. Yeah. That was it. It was just Brody. That's it. Yeah. And like Big E is not, I can't say Big E. I call him a tour. I just call him E. I, and I, if I call him Big I call, E Langston. So, yeah. <laughs> could you imagine like. Hey. It's funny. I was thinking about that the other day of like, like how like. How Cesaro used to be Antonio Cesaro. And then like names just kind of change or they morph into something else. It just doesn't fucking exist anymore. But a lot of people still call Claudio Tony. Tons of people call him Tony. But I told him, you don't look like a Tony. No, he's Claudio. That's what I told him. I was like, you look like a Claudio. He's a Claudio. And his response would be, well, you look like an Emilio. Yes, you are an Emilio. Not a lot of people are Emilios. You are an Emilio. It's very incriminating to have that name on Staten Island. 
Wait, why? Just because it's like if if some let's just say something chicanerous goes down, right? Okay. There's a ton of Anthony's and Sal's <laughs> and Vinny's. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I love a Vinny. I got. I mean, I got a brother named Vinny. Yeah, no, he's the best. But like, if you say, well, you know, such and such was hanging out with Emilio. Yeah. You know who the Emilio is. You know who it is. is. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And it's like, oh, raspberries. Why do my parents have to name it? This raspberries. Um, but uh, yeah, you know what's funny too? So having a kid and giving a kid a name, that's a whole ordeal as well. Well, that's what I wanted to ask you. Where did the Nora thing come from? So Nora came from, so my grandmother, my mom's mom was Eleanor. Nanny. Yeah, my nanny. My sweet, sweet nanny uh, was Eleanor. So it was like, a, it was paying a little tribute to her with Nora. And, but just funny because nobody called her Nora. It was always Eleanor. Like my grandfather called her L or like Ellie sometimes, but like, yeah, it was Eleanor. So part of me kind of wishes that we went full Eleanor and called her that. But as John and I were like kind of rattling off different names that we liked, like I was one of those like total fucking dorks that had um, like a list of names that I would keep in my phone because if you're like reading a book or you're like watching a movie or something, oh, that's a cute name. Oh, I like that. So I had like this whole list. But Nora was one that we both kept kind of coming back to and then it just stuck. But we never call her that. We call her chicken. Like when we call her Nora, it feels so formal. It's it's either just like the baby or the chicken. Well, that's what you told me a while ago. Uh, you were like, you know, uh, my grandmother would always call me Chicky. Yes. Yeah. I call her the babe. Because the, yeah. that's what you and I refer sure. to her as. Yeah, the babe. So like, but now like chicken's sticking with me. So chicken when I seen is, her, it, it's chicken. So when I seen her today, I was like, hi, chicky. Yeah. You little yeah. adorable little well, chicken. And the reason why we started calling her chicken is because when we first brought her home, the way she would like kind of like nestle down on us, she looked like a little fucking hen. <laughs> like she was like this little tiny chicken. So we just, we always have called her chicken. So yeah, I don't know when we will eventually start calling her Nora. Maybe when like Maybe teenage years, it will happen. Right. I, I just hope that we just always call her chicken and but that you it just kind of sticks. You, I think you'll do it in the family, like the privacy of the home. And she'll probably hate it. She'll She's stop calling me chicken. She's going to hate it. She's going to hate it. But in, so her middle name is Murphy and I really wanted that to be her first name. I was really into Murphy um, and I got to keep it as her middle name, but like because it's so we- it just feels foreign to call her Nora that I'm like, do I just call it, start calling her Murph or Murphy? And the thing with Nora that's funny is that, which is a good thing, but also sort of a bad thing is that there's no nickname for it. Nora. What do you say? Nori? Like seaweed? Yeah, you could. But that's not cute. Or Nor. I don't know. Well, you have to let her find her own like nickname eventually. Well, like, she has. It's when, the chicken. Well, you call her the chicken, but eventually she's going to develop a personality. She, yeah, she's a she's a little bossy boots, this kid. Right. So you might want to call her bossy boots. You never know. Like little th- bossy boots. Something will happen one day where it, it will click and she'll have this like whole other personality. Yeah. This whole life without you. Oh my God. But not in a way that it's bad, but like. Yeah, she's like, she's going to have like friends, friends and like all that shit. Yeah, so yeah. She, her friends will probably have a different nickname for her. That's true. They're you not going to call her chicken. No. I mean, I'll I was always been. I'll pay them off. Give, I'll give you like a little bit of money. Call right. her chicken. Everyone keep calling her chicken. Right. Put <laughs> on the payroll. She'd be in like deep, deep therapy would, for years and years to come from this. What would your friends call you though? Nay. Right. Nay, nay, nay. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of it. Well, my nickname for you is the boss. Thank God. Finally, someone calls me the boss. I, I introduce you to everybody when we have to do text message stuff. It's the best. My guys, meet the boss. I'm the boss. That's me. Uh, wear it loud and proud. That's it. Um, okay. So I wasn't intending on getting in a whole name conversation, but that's just how oh, we're going. Works. What I was going to talk about was, um, how in the past month or so, how much naked and afraid I've been watching. So this is all like, still, you guys were here last night. As soon as you guys left, John and I are like back to naked and afraid. It's all we fucking watch. And I know this show came out many, many years ago and I never cared for it. I never really watched it. It was whatever. But now that I'm stuck at home, I'm like on the couch. We're not really doing that much because it's hot as all hell in Vegas. There's nowhere to really be. So there's been a lot of television watching and Naked and Afraid has been the thing. And um, I would just like to publicly state that I would be god awful on that show. Could you do it? No, there's, there's certain things that I know I can play up to my strengths. Which are like what? You know, wearing Jordans with the proper fit of, of denim. That will get you nowhere on Naked and Afraid. No, uh, doing yoga. Yeah. That, lifting that, weights. I mean, uh, no, the weights. No. Being physically fit is one thing going into Naked and Afraid. Like you want endurance. But I actually think you do well because you don't eat a ton. I don't. 
So like you would be okay for that. Like we were watching it the other day and there was like this Jack dude with fucking like traps up to his ears. I was like, that guy's going to quit in like a day because he eats every two hours. You can't, you can't go on naked and afraid and need to eat every two hours. You would fucking die. No, I did the intermittent fasting when I traveled to Chicago on Wednesday. Yeah. I didn't eat for almost 36 hours. Oh, how? Why? Like, I feel like guys are better at that than girls are. I can't do that. I'm, I'm like a fucking bodybuilder. I need to eat every three hours. I'm starving all the time. I don't want, I just have no desire to put food in my system as much as like, I did it for a while. Have you always been like that? No. When I was, um, about like three years ago, I was doing a six meals a day thing. I was like at 195 pounds. Yeah. And I was just like, I walk into my gym one day and my, my gym owner goes, Milio. He's got traps up to his ears too. Come here. What? You look like shit. I was like, thanks. When you were eating a lot? Yeah. Okay. Because I was just just round mass. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like how do you get big, bro? How do you get big? Sure. Gains, gains, gains. Yeah. I can't imagine you being like that. I'll show you. I got to find the photo. I'll show you too. I can't even imagine it. So like, then I just started doing um, yoga and intermittent fasting and and all the, the vegan shit. Doesn't that fuck up your metabolism though? Oh, my metabolism is probably fried. That's the thing that like I worry about. So like I, I mean, my diet obviously got thrown off with being pregnant. Oh my God. Oh, wow. Look oh, at you. Who's the, who's the fucking guy behind you? Oh, that's my buddy, Frank. Jesus, Frank. He's bigger now. Jesus. Jesus deal. He's a big boy. Holy fuck. Yeah. Get it, Frank. <laughs> yeah. Look at you guys. It's a bunch of jacked dudes. Yeah. But, uh. My diet got thrown off being pregnant, obviously, because you're eating different things. And all I wanted to eat was peanut butter sandwiches. And that's pretty much what I did eat. Um, but now getting back to it, I need to get back into like the high protein, low carb, because that's when I really noticed a change in my body. Um, but it's hard. It's I hard to carbs. do that. I love, I love carbs. Because you know me. I eat twigs and berries. So I'm literally predominantly carbs. Yeah. And it works for you. But yeah, it's like getting my, it's getting my metabolism back to where it needs to be. Not, my metabolism's always been like pretty good, but- I do. Yeah. It's like staying on it to like adjust it. So if I wasn't eating a lot. Because you are messy in the kitchen. I am. That's me. Buy my book on Amazon right now. Could you be the the gatherer of like certain like plants and the berries? Because they give you a book, right? And they tell you what's poisonous and what's not poisonous. Uh, I know. I don't think they do. Because they do it on the naked and afraid of love. Naked and Afraid of Love is a rotten ass show. I would fail on that immediately. It's terrible. I would I would so fail. So John and I tried to watch it. We went to put it on and we put on the pilot episode of it that lasted what I felt like was six fucking hours. Terrible. And it was just introducing one person after another, after another, after another. There's too many people. I, was like, How are, I, I literally fell asleep, woke up and I was like, oh my God, they're still introducing people? What's going on? It was like Batman versus Superman. Yeah, I, I just, I couldn't do it. So I, I couldn't watch it at all. But I think because Naked and Afraid of Love is not so much about the survival. It's about the love connection. So they're kind of giving people a little tee up, like the beginnings of um, of shelter, things built for each of them. So like, that's some bullshit. So I'm naked and afraid. You got to find your own things. You've got to build your own. Like it's, yeah, you got to do all your own shit. All right. So if you and John get dropped in the middle of a- f- We would be, we'd be dead. We would die. Why? Well, he, he's a man that would take a stick- and go into the ocean no. and try to hunt for uh-uh. fish. Nope, he wouldn't. Why? No, because John's terrified of the ocean. He's very afraid of but the ocean. But he has to eat. So John is a world-class sufferer. He could easily <laughs> he could easily go through there and like he could be like you where he doesn't have to eat all the time. When I'm not like that. Like he knows when him and I first started dating, we'd be on the road, we'd be leaving like raw driving onto SmackDown, and I would start to lose it. I'm like, I need to fucking eat something right now. And he's like, have a granola bar. Like he want me to just go eat, like get food from like seven 11. I'm like, no, I need like, a, I need like real food. We need to find something hot. I need it, which like is not conducive to traveling at 11 PM uh, in like, you know, the South somewhere. Like it just is not going to happen. But now he knows to avoid my hanger of like, do we need to get something right now? Like what's your level? Do we need to eat right now? Or can you wait like an hour? Which I usually cannot wait an hour. So what you're telling me is the Moxley goods yeah. would fail on Naked and Afraid. Yes. We would, we would quit. For I refuse to believe this because he has a bevy of weapons at his disposal. He can carry one yeah, weapon Yeah, but when does him. he ever have to use them? But he has to ha- he, he never employs them. But if he's going into the rainforest to live for how many days? <sighs> he's never hunted anything in his life. I don't think he could do it. It's baptism under fire. I don't know. I just don't know. John would do better than I would 100%, but he would need to be paired with someone that could like kind of take him and lead him and be like, this is what we need to do. This is how we're going to start the fire. If somebody gave him the directions on what to do, he could do it. 
Did they give you, because in Naked and Afraid of Love, they give you the flint thing? Yeah, yeah, the fire starter. Do you get the fire starter on Naked and Afraid? So it depends. So each time when they land somewhere, it's like you, they either have like a pot, the fire starter, a machete. And I think there's something else too. Maybe and are you like allowed one, one item that you bring for yourself? Yeah, but it's always like the same thing. It's always either like a pot. Like sometimes they get like a net or they've brought like some rope or something like every now and then there's like some different rogue materials like that. But usually it's like a pot, a fire starter or a machete. There is sometimes that like they'd be like, oh, I got like a bow and arrow. One motherfucker brought on a slingshot like he's fucking Bart Simpson and shit. How Terrible. is that going to help you, bro? The, the chick that he was with was like, are you for real right now? Like he pulled it out and she's like, are you 12? Yeah. You brought a fucking slingshot. And now imagine doing this naked. So now, the like, naked is my no, 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 not even, the least of my concerns. No, no, because it, you would be with your husband. But imagine, even if I wasn't, the naked part would not face me. Fine, but imagine you're naked and this fucking idiot pulls out a slingshot. I, I, I would be furious. <laughs> yeah, because you need to eat something, and if you're in like the jungle, like we were watching one the other day where um, you dropped off in Alaska. Like being in the cold, that's unrealistic. There's no, like that you couldn't do. So like I would fail. Like they were cold naked. They were naked and afraid in Alaska. Yes. Um, and oh, this, brother definitely had to have shrinkage. Well, that's exactly what I said to him. Like shrink dink is happening right now. But uh, yeah, the things that would kill me is that I cannot function being thirsty. As soon as I need water, I need water like right then. So if I couldn't just like have a bottle of Aquafina, I would be very upset. Aquafina? What? I don't know. It was just the first name. I, yes, I prefer smart water. I'm a smart water kind of gal. Um, but Aquafina is fine. Um, any water, literally any fucking water. I would be, I would drink like the tap water from this Airbnb. Oh, see, so you would hate me because I've also done like dry fasts. No. How? Why? Why would you do that? What's because, the benefit? Because you're basically what you're doing is you're reprogramming your body. No, but you yes. need water. Yeah, but if you do it for only like 24 hours, you're good. <sighs> I, it just seems, it seems counterproductive to me. I don't know. Are we really resetting things? Do you feel better after? I mean, I get a little testy. Of course. But yeah, I feel like the chakras like, are aligned. No, they're not. You're just, you're just, you're just testing yourself to see if you can do it. They're little mini tests to see if you can achieve it. Absolutely. Is it actually changing anything in your body? I don't think so. A food one I could see, but to not have water. Because I believe that when your body is in a constant state of digestion, it does not give the attention to the other things that it needs to do. I mean, okay, I, I can see that. So if you're but on with this water, so if you're in the Philippines, let's say doing naked and afraid, yeah. right? You're gonna have to literally fast because you got to figure out the terrain, the lay of the land, and then what your position and role will be while you do this. Right. If you're being a hunter and a gatherer, then it's like, all right, well, I have to at least get at least. 24 to 48 hours of this land figured out so that way I can get into my habit and routine of trying to survive. I don't know, man. And like for me to not have any water and they find water, they get to that they water find source. Water. Well, so when they get on, they get, there's like the map inside their little bag and I'll show you like, all right, there's like venomous snakes over here and. Yeah, but who knows how to read a, water a fucking so map though? Do you? No, I don't. No, of course not. Why would I need to know that? I'm a GPS brother. Exactly. I don't know how to use, I mean, no, absolutely not. There's no way. And the other side is being too hot. When I'm hot, I'm out. <laughs> I can't be. I can't be thirsty or hot. I would quit 100. percent I just think this, I would bring very little to the table, but complaining. See, this conversation I think is very eye opening because you're also now knowing like what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are, and you're fully going into your weaknesses and you're embracing them. So you have this unique perspective now. You'd be like, listen, I can go there, I can do this, but for the rest of this, we're fucked. So you got to bring, you got to bring it. <laughs> well, it makes me almost panic when I see them get dropped off in like the Sahara somewhere and they're like, we need a water source. And they're like, we're getting dehydrated. We're sweating out all this extra like water from our bodies. Like that stresses me out. If I'm stuck in traffic and don't have a bottle of water with me, like I start to lose my mind. Maybe there's something wrong with me. Maybe I need water too much. Maybe am I like pre-diabetic? I don't know. No, you just, your body has a certain level of hydration that it needs because you have trained your body to always have more food and always have more liquid. Yeah. Me and John, like you said, we're survivalists. So we can just get on the bare minimum and we'd be fine because we've trained our body. I don't know you guys survivalists. I think you're like sufferists. We don't suffer. He doesn't, but he could. I, I'm bad at that. Like, just give me some water, please. Give me a snack. Give me some fucking almonds. Like, the other day we were driving home from <laughs> give L.A. Give me a sugar cookie. We're yeah, give me that sugar cookie. We're driving home from L.A. And uh, I went to go visit Paige. 
I was at her house. Then I drove to go meet John at the gym that he was training at. And by the time I got there, it had been like hours since I had eaten something. I start to fade. When I've not eaten, like I start to go down. Like you got to pull over somewhere. We stopped at like 7-Eleven. I got some almonds. I smashed a whole thing of almonds. Then I was like, hey, you got to pull over again. I need like actual food. Give me a sandwich. Then I smashed that. And it's it's a it's a bad cycle. Yeah, you're not surviving naked and afraid. No, I, no, no. I'd be kicked off. Your they would PSI would be so low. Terrible. It, yeah. I, I, I Also, how do they rank that? What do they rank that off of? I think it's it's always that pre-interview thing. So what are your skills? What are your unique set of skills like your Liam Neeson in Taken? <laughs> you know what? I actually think I would be okay at like navigating the terrain a little bit. Like as far as getting in those steps. Granted, I've not done it without shoes on. I've not done it without shoes. That would kill me. But that's the whole thing though. Like me, I'm not trying to sit on the ground, right? And you always see them. They always have like bug bites all over their ass. Yo, you're not biting Brutal. my asshole. No. No. If you have like a, have you seen the moments where like a, a fucking bug crawls across your taint? Like, no, thank you. I flip out when I get a mosquito bite on my ankle. Yeah. Having it on like your pee hole would be. Could you imagine no, no, no. that? No. Listen, my twigs and berries. Yeah. Are not going to get bit up. Because <laughs> they're not for bug consumption. No, I don't want that. No, that's a lot. It's yeah. It, like it, and just like sleeping at night, like having like the snakes there. It, there's so many different things that just it's just not for me. But I love to watch it. I'm really into it. Which is fine. I used to love watching the real world when I was a kid. Doesn't necessarily mean I wanted to do it. <laughs> no, 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 exactly. I don't want to do it. But the more I look at it, I'm just like, yeah, I, I just simply couldn't. There's no way that I would be good at it. If, yeah. No, thank you. I'm going to pass, but I'll continue to watch religiously. I will think about Naked and Afraid of Love because I think it's a double entendre of a name. Maybe these people are emotionally dense and they don't know how to commit. So we're going to drop you pretty people into an island. And then it's kind of going to be like that hookup culture where it's like Love Island, where they all just start to canoodle together and figure out who they want to. Also, like, aren't the dudes always just walking around with boners? I would assume you would. right? You would have to. Right. Yeah, you can't. Like, it's. I mean, first of all, for sure in the morning. When you definitely see a naked woman walking around. You're going to get a boner. Like, I don't care what the situation is. Right. Also, when people don't want to, like, cuddle because they think their significant other is going to get mad about it. Like, we're surviving. We're doing it for heat. That would freak me the fuck out. I think it would for two seconds, but a day into it, you wouldn't give a shit anymore. Probably not. Like, I think once, once the initial nakedness has happened, then it no longer matters. I don't think it matters. And one of the girls said that the first place my eyes went to was a schlong. Of course it does. And I'm sure for the dude, you're doing like a quick little boob assessment. You're checking out the vagine. Oh, you got to check it out. You're human beings. You have like you give the scan. Right. Because even if you were closed, you still give a scan of like, what are you wearing? What's happening? Like you were assessing a human being that way. Like that's just what you do. But that would freak me out for a little while because I was like, wait a minute. I got to get used to the person being naked, walking around me. And then they're flirting with each other. So they're touching each other and they're doing this playful, bashful, flirty shit. Playing sports so much and like just being naked in a locker room a lot that nakedness really doesn't phase me it doesn't it doesn't throw me off but that's also with like other chicks so obviously it doesn't phase me the same amount that if it was like a bunch of naked dudes right but then add in the factor of now it's a dating show sure and now they're telling you that you have to be overtly sexual or just coy flirty to the point where you think quote unquote sparks can fly so yeah think about it it's a lot of boners flapping around also, to go that many days not showering, Ugh. what is that hookup culture all about? Ugh. What's going on down there? Ugh. There are celebrities that don't like to bathe for days. Uh, I, I, has that just gotten blown out of proportion? What's happening? Why are these people not bathing? What's going on? I don't know. Go bathe in the ocean. Or did people's hygiene just take a dip during COVID era? I think that's what happened. I don't know. But like when you hear the Ashton Kushers and the Mila Kunis's- Didn't they have like a rebuttal to that though where they were like, okay, like here's, like I think people like thought they meant like they don't shower or bathe or like their kids aren't bathing, but like I feel like that was blown out of context or something. They like, they do the bathing cycle of every three days. Who who else said it? Somebody else did. Three days is too much. Like, listen, if you want to go like every other day, I I can, fine, that's fine. I do two a day workouts. That's, well, that's on you. I got a shower. After a workout, 100%. But if you're not someone's working out all the time and like if you're not like breaking a sweat and you're kind of like, I don't know, like I I can see that. I don't find that horribly offensive. But like three days, 
imagine this, right? You get up in the morning, you do your yoga, right? You go do hot yoga. Okay, after hot yoga, you must shower. You're soaked, yeah. Then after you go home, you eat, but then your afternoon gym session is full weights. Uh, You're gonna get sweaty again, bro. I, you know what? I actually don't sweat that much when it depends on what I'm doing. Like I'm not a huge sweater. So then you can survive on this island. No. (laughs) Yeah. No, I can't. Just because I'm not sweating doesn't mean I'm not fucking hating it. No, I just like I'm not a huge sweater. Like when I'm working out. And this is different than the place that I work out in is like, I mean, there's like fans and stuff, but it's like a warehouse style in Las Vegas. So it gets hot. I'll sweat during that. So it's not as bad. If it, if it was in like Florida or something, yeah, then I'd be sweating way more. If, if, if it's like rained or something there, which is like far and few between, then there can be some more sweat. But otherwise, like, yeah, it takes a lot for me to break a sweat. I got to like really be given it, especially when it's winter time. then I'm good. It definitely is not happening. All I know is, is that I got to bathe regularly. I'm doing two a day sometimes. Do you have to shower after you poop? No, I use baby wipes. Oh, that's smart. I've always thought that when people like feel like they need to shower after going to the bathroom, that seems but luckily, like a little crazy. I don't know how open this friendship you want to hear this, but like- I love it. I love where be- this is headed. Because I, I eat the twigs and berries, like you say. You shit out bran flakes. It's like a ghost wipe, honestly. <laughs> that's great. Like I know that I'm pooping. Yeah. I can see the contents in the bowl. Right. I, I hear it. But it's, but a, it's a clean I, wipe. But then when I wipe, it's immaculate. Wow. Good for you. That's great. Now, I don't know how much, how long this roller coaster ride's going to last, but let me tell you something. Take the baby it's pristine. wipe. Boop, 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 boop. I'm good. Call it a day. Call yeah. it a day, brother. Yep. yep. I always feel like people that feel the need to shower after pooping. I think like there's something else going on. What's happening in there? There's definitely like some flamunda going on. Like, <laughs> what is flamunda? It's like, it, I love when you throw different terms at me. I'm like, wait, what <laughs> the fuck does that mean? It comes from under your ass. <laughs> oh, <laughs> flamunda. <laughs> Ah, that's like the taint your balls, taint your ass kind of situation. Yeah, exactly. There's definitely something going on. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, I don't know. Every, yeah. Just. But I always just had this fear of being the smelly guy. So I never wanted to be the smelly guy. Of course. Nobody. No. Like. But there are some people out there that are so to, fucking oblivious that they're, that they how, are the smelly how, guy. How, how, how is that possible? I don't understand when you don't know that you stink or when you don't know that you have bad breath. Oh. That one kills me. How do you not know? That's one thing that like I'm always very cognizant of and I'm chugging an iced coffee right now. So I'll keep my distance. But generally speaking, like let's get in there. I love nothing more than freshly brushed teeth. That is like that's when I'm at my fucking best. I got sparkly teeth. I'm minty. I'm feeling good. But when people walk around like, you know, it's like that breath that's like coming from like their belly and it's bad. Like that like haltosis, bad, bad breath. It's got a gut problem. How do you it's a gut problem. Yeah. Or. Sometimes if it's people that, um, is it like too much protein that they're having? Cause that's a thing I think too. It's a Cause mixture it's like, of everything. cause like bodybuilders can get hit with that really bad. Yeah. Can't they? Yeah. The breath starts to stank. My grandmother <sighs> used to say it comes from within. Yes, it does. No, it's true. It's like a, it's like a horror movie. But and also breath. some people have bad gums too. Like they yeah. don't, they don't floss. Like you've got to floss. I've actually always wanted to talk to like Britt about that, to Britt Baker about like the horror story she must see getting into people's mouths. Oh, could you imagine what that poor girl has to go through? Could you imagine the smells coming out of people's mouths? No. How do you not gag? Like, like if you're like flossing someone's teeth and you're getting out food from like five years ago, that's horrifying. It's just like, I, I just don't understand how people aren't aware of their own smells. I go every six months for a cleaning. Yeah. And I floss every day. Good it's something you. that Ange has always instilled in That's us. That's good. I should floss every day. I don't. Like I remember as as a young kid that my earliest recollection of one of the knowledge darts my mother used to give me. A knowledge dart. So my mother would say, listen to me. <laughs> Nobody likes somebody with asshole breath. <laughs> Ange is right. Yes, floss. Like you, you're going to lose friends over that. People don't want to be friends with the person. You know what? Also, no one wants to hear your fucking secrets. You can't whisper to somebody with that breath. Get out of here. Could you Back imagine it up. going up to somebody like really close? And, and the people with the bad breath are the closest talkers. Always. Right, Chicky? They want to bring it in. Right, Chicky? What do you think? You don't even have teeth, baby. You don't even have little teeth. Hi, baby girl. You're going to never be a stinky chick. We won't let you be the stinky chick at school. No way. No, mommy's going to tell you one day, don't have asshole breath. No asshole breath, chicken. This was a fun episode. Dude, it's always a blast just to talk to you. It's nice to just have a little chit chat. 
this is what oral sessions is about. Just a conversation, a deep dive onto naked and afraid um, and bad breath. That's it. Both things I don't want anything to do with. And uh, committed canoodles. And committed canoodles. Yeah, I love a committed canoodle. Maybe the next time we do the Renee and Emilio show, we'll actually talk about the origin story of how we became besties. Oh, that would be great. Let's do that for the next episode. Done, done, done. That's a little dot, dot, dot for all y'all listening. We'll get we'll get into the story. We should have on a, our friend Etor for that. We should, because yeah. he was the bridge. He was the bridge. He was the bridge. It was him. Yeah. He was the bridge. Yeah. I actually remember the first time I talked to you, uh, but we'll get into it in another yeah. episode. So listen, if you want to see the interview with Renee and Etor, you can go to our YouTube channel. You can oh, subscribe. Oh, look at Oral the plug. Sessions. This guy's a professional, everybody. I learn from the best. He's a professional, yeah. So go there, uh, click on subscribe. If you're not, smash the notification bell as the kids say. You'll see some really cool stuff on there. We reached uh, over 100,000 subscribers thanks to you. And to you. I mean, you're the man behind the thing. You're like the man behind the curtain. My just dumb face is out there trying to make shit happen. Well, that's why we have to ride your coattails because- But it's cool that we got up to 100,000. We we really had our goal set on that and we achieved it. We achieved it. We and did we it. And we started that bad boy. We started it the day before Thanksgiving. It's it's pretty impressive that we've done that. So pat on the back to us. So go there. Subscribe to that. Also subscribe to this podcast. Yes. Write a five-star review. <gasps> Give us a review. I always forget to tell people to That's write a review. super important. So if you do that and you say, hey, guys, this is why I love the show. Blase, blase, blah. Do that. Renee will actually give you an air hug yes. while reading the thing. Those make me so happy because, I mean, I have read some of those before and they truly warm my heart. It's okay, baby. They're nice comments. You don't have to be mad. And then when people were writing comments about my book on Amazon, that shit makes me really like brings a tear to my eye. Number one bestseller. It's really cool. Yeah. I mean, God, who saw that coming? It is really cool though. So uh, I do really appreciate any reviews that you guys give, whether it's on the book or on the podcast or whatever, because I know it takes time to do those things. And I feel like um, doing those things is usually somewhere where you want to go on and just be like, this sucks. I don't like this. So it's really cool to see it be such a positive um, space for all of those things. So thanks guys for being cool. Don't be a dick and write something bad because we will track down your IP address and then Damn. you'll have to deal with John and nunchucks. Yep. So you've been warned. You've been warned. You heard it here first. Um, thanks for hanging out with us. I'm Renee. This is Emilio. We bid you adieu. This is a chicken, by the way. She says bye. Bye.